This week's podcast is very close to my heart. Since the 90s, I've been visiting Iceland whenever I could get the chance and whenever my wallet would allow. My most recent visit was just a few weeks ago as the earthquakes rattled the region near the main airport and the people of this wonderful land were in fear of a dormant volcano erupting at any moment. On the Saturday morning of my long weekend, I happened to visit the local beach outside Reykjavik and just by pure good timing and luck, I stumbled upon a group of local women enjoying their regular dipping routine. My friend, a Reykjavik local, was able to introduce me and within minutes I found myself togging out for a dip on the magnificent beach overlooking the city. These women are amazing. They meet three times a week and do a short meditation before the swim, as well as opening what they call their complaints department, where anyone in the circle of friends can vent their anger or upset about anything at that moment. That morning, swimmer Margaret told us she was anxious about the events of the time and we all shared in that anxiety but she said she realised that nothing would improve her mood better than a dip with her lady friends in the ocean. When we entered the water, the 30 or so of us were walking in two lines, arm in arm, and singing. It was an amazing experience. They told me later that the singing is a way of regulating your breathing as you enter the cold water. Now these women don't wear wetsuits, just neoprene gloves, boots and distinctive yellow hats. We spent a few minutes in the water chatting, laughing and dipping and then we came out together and did a 10 minute routine of stretching, dancing and lots more laughing. Even though the water had been ice cold I never felt chilly, not even for a second. Of course, the attraction of the hot baths and steam room on the beach, thanks to the country's geothermal water system, made it a very pleasant ending to a wonderful experience. These inspiring women told me they formed the Happier You swimming group during Covid when their usual hot spring pools were closed to the public. I just had to learn more about these delightful women living on the island, which is our closest northern neighbour. So I invited Tina, Margaret and Clara on the podcast, to share their story. So welcome to my guests today, Tina, Margaret and Clara, who are all swimmers in Reykjavik in Iceland, who I had the pleasure of meeting recently on the beach in Iceland just a few weeks ago. And they have set up a lovely swimming group there in the last few years. And so we're joining them today so they can tell us a little bit about swimming in Iceland and the lovely women that have joined them. So who would like to tell me just when the group was set up and why? Yeah, so we, uh, Margaret and I, we set up the group uh, in November three years ago. And uh, it was a happy accident how this uh, the group was formed, because uh, Margaret and I we both work in the um, health industry, so to speak, or wellness industry. So we are um, we hold different courses to uh, help people seek wellness and uh, and better health. And uh, we decided in one of our communal courses that we would add in a day. Uh, in the sea so we were talking about fasting and diet and we decided to add a sea day because Margaret and I were both uh, 
uh, doing uh, dipping in the sea. And uh, then uh, after that first uh, session where we took our group to the sea, this was COVID times and everything was shut. So we didn't have any hot tub or, or sauna or, or the, the normal facilities. And all the swimming pools in Iceland were shut. And we are a, a nation of people that uh, we like our swimming pools. We do a lot of outdoor swimming uh, all year round. So people were quite hungry for that. So, um, but after that first day, uh, trying out uh, cold water swimming, uh, everyone was so excited about that. So we added in, um, so instead of one day a week, we did three days a week on that course. And that's how we started. So, and, and after the first day, after that course finished in November, we decided to continue with the, the sea swimming, but we, 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 um, we stopped the uh, fasting course. <laughs> no one wanted to fast in December. So, so you've kept it going since then. And that's not unlike Ireland where a lot of people got interested in swimming during the pandemic because it was the one place they could go was to the yeah. water and mm -hmm. um, and thank you for that explanation Tina and Margaret could you explain to me because people won't realize that when you talk about a lot of Icelanders going swimming a lot of the time the water is very warm or hot because you have these lovely pools and so I'm I'm assuming that the cold water was unusual for you was it to get into the cold water yeah, so for uh, Tina and me, we were used to doing it and we knew how we felt afterwards. So we thought, okay, we are going to get people fast. So we have to get them really happy also, you know, because it can be difficult to fast. So that, and I mean, that was the thought. We are going to make them happy in the ocean. And uh, that was what happened, you know. Uh, and that's why we don't wear wetsuits because we are... We are only very short time in the ocean, right? Uh, we are only uh, for amount of time, which makes us, you know, take uh, energy and uh, and like a high from the ocean. So when the ocean is like uh, uh, five degrees or less, we are maybe three minutes. Okay, that's so long enough. Sorry? That is long enough to be in that temperature. You don't want to be there much longer when it's low five degrees. Yeah, so we we always uh, adapt to uh, what the sea, what the temperature of the sea is doing. And here in Iceland in the summer, the sea can be about um, 14 degrees. And uh, but in the winter, we can go down to minus degrees and uh, last winter in January we had minus 2.3 in the sea yeah but we always adapt to that so we in the summer we do swimming and we can stay in longer and we can swim up to few um few kilometers even or uh, but in the winter then we adjust our this day in the sea and we we don't swim but we dip so and we are a community of dippers. So we predominantly go into dip and relax and go in the water and and, um, and uh, enjoy. Um, yeah, so we focus on in relaxing into this challenging 
um, challenging situation. And we focus also on that it's like we are playing, you know, it's about uh, always uh, show up, although you don't want to come. And we always tell uh, our participants, just show up, although you don't maybe don't want to go in. You just see when you arrive, if you want to go in or not. You always can, you can always participate in the meditation before and the dancing after. So you don't really have to go in. But once you're there, everybody always goes in. And Clara, will you explain to the listeners a little bit of what you do before you go in, which I joined, I joined you in a few weeks ago, the meditation, as Margaret mentioned there. Yes, <laughs> we uh, come, we gather together on the beats and uh, Maka or Tina will lead us in uh, we do, example, thank the nature for taking care of us, for being good to us. The sea, we love the sea. It uh, hugs us. And when it's windy or it's cold, whatever, we think, we think for it because it's always a part of it. Uh, and we warm up with some exercise. Uh, and uh, I thought when Margaret was talking about what we do in the sea, we dip, we do not swim so much. Most of us, some do swim. But Maka has this little bowl, gong bowl. I'm not sure if it's the right word for it, Maka. Mm -hmm. But she takes it down and uh, it's not so long time since my sister-in-law came for the first time with us and it was about five degrees. She had never been in the sea. She was trying. So I was always thinking, please do not go too far, take it easy. But when Maka uh, bankaði í. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like a gong, is it? Like a symbol? Yes, it's a little bowl. She takes it sometimes with us in the it sea. It makes a lovely and noise. She, yes, and we gong us down in the sea. And before I knew my sister-in-law for her first time was in the sea, she was up to neck and she loves it. She is never going to stop, I think. And Brilliant. that was the same with me when I started. I, I started to try if it has something, uh, some relief for my pain in legs and back. And it does. It's wonderful to... Um, Yes, relieve the pain a little. And I never feel better than in the ocean. And I am never happier than the moments with these ladies. I just love it. Mm -hmm. And people who know me, they say, uh, for example, my sister-in-law, she came, she said, we can see it on Clara, what it does to her. She is just happier. We can see it. So, yes, I want to try. Brilliant. And people talk about it. You are different. They yeah. say you are different since you started. And they will not get rid of me, I think. <laughs> I am going to stay with them. Hope not. I love it. Yeah. And, love and you, you mentioned there, Clara, about, you know, the relief for the pain in your back. Yes. And 
people go to the water for very different reasons. So yes. the members of the group, do you know some of the reasons why some of the other members, have they spoken about why they've joined? Is it different? Mm. I know one, she started because of she was grieving. So she was trying to find something to help her with that. Um, uh, yes, I've heard about this, uh, about uh, pain relief. Because until I tried, I thought people that uh, went into the ocean of their own free will, they were crazy. It must be really crazy people. But now I am one of the crazy people and I love that. And uh, I, I don't remember uh, hearing about reasons. Maka and Tina know, I'm sure, about more reasons why people start. Do you ladies, do you remember any of the other reasons people told you? Yes, I, I think we've had, uh, like you said earlier, so since COVID, I think things have changed. And I think we've seen an influx of people, loads of newcomers that want to try uh, sea swimming and um, or cold water exposure, cold water therapy. And I think not only in Iceland, but in the rest of Europe or in the cold countries, we are seeing lots of interest in that and uh, yeah and we have yeah. people that come for um, pain relief uh, like Clara mentioned uh, people that have been grieving uh, mm -hmm. people that are uh, going uh, have experienced burnouts um, people that have lived stressful lives mm -hmm. and want to come for some sort of uh, relief to help uh, manage uh, stressful situations better uh, yeah depression and the social, the social element too, though, Tina, um, is it, just being with other women and meeting them, every, you know, every few days. Yes. Like today, even if you don't go into the water, there's a lovely element of kinship and friendship and love. Absolutely. And that's very, very important. And our um, methods, how we uh, organize ourselves in our group, um, it's very important to be kind to yourself, to listen to your needs and to listen to your own limits and boundaries. And some days when we show up at, at the beach, we can feel like, oh, it's just not really my day today. I'm not feeling very well or I'm feeling I, I don't feel like I want to go in the water. I want to go in for a short while. And the group is also important. When we uh, walk into the ocean, we always uh, hold hands. Yes. And we sing to regulate, to help to regulate our breathing, because that is the main thing to rec rec regulate the breathing, uh, to be able to relax into the cold. And uh, this group thing is a very, very important thing for us. Also to, I mean, we also invite, you know, if it's cold and we see like sometimes we are struggling or sometimes we see somebody is struggling, then we always say like, okay, now we are going to open the complaint department <laughs> and uh, everybody can say, uh, well, what they want to say, you know, I, I don't really go want to go in today. It's cold. It's wet. And I, I'm, I'm, I do not feel like it. And just when you say it out loud, you release the pressure 
it doesn't change anything what we're going to do because we're all going in. But just to say it out loud, it somehow changes the situation in your body and helps you to relax. And then when you come out, you do a lovely routine of dancing and clapping and moving. And I really yes. love that because I found I had warmed up. I don't think I ever actually got cold at any point because we were warmed mm -hmm. up before we went in through the meditation and we warmed up after we came out through the mm -hmm. dance. But that was a yeah. lovely little routine when we came out. So t talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so we um, it's important to be able to be self-sufficient when you do uh, cold water or cold uh, cold water therapy or cold water exposure. And we need to know how to warm up afterwards because not, at least here in Iceland, not in every situation will you have a hot tub or a sauna to go into afterwards. And you need to be able to get home safely. So this is what we find is very important that we go in the sea and then you need to, we learn how to warm up afterwards and we do it by engaging the muscles. So you you put your muscles, your big muscles, for example, your bum and your thighs, the largest muscles of the body, we put them into a tension or a little bit of a workout and not uh, dissimilar to what uh, Wim Hof does. So the horse dance, if for those that know that. Yes. Yes. So... Yeah, we do spend some time, at least 10 minutes after the uh, sea, to uh, do warm-ups. And, uh, and then we go in a hot tub because it's nice, not because we need to. Mm. And, and doing it this way means that we can go in the sea anywhere. And we do the dancing thing also uh, because it's fun and we want to play and we want to feel like kids because I think we uh, when we when we when we grow adults, you know, we play, uh, we are not playing enough. So we are, we want to have it playful and we want to have it, you know, it's not, it's not supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be fun. One of the ladies did mention to me about, um, I don't know, it was yourself, Margaret, that Sometimes it gets to minus uh, one or two and you actually need to break the ice or maybe even before it gets below freezing. So, mm -hmm. And you actually break the ice before you go in the water. Like if, our, if Irish people went to the water and saw it was frozen, they would just go home. It would be too much work breaking anything. But you actually insist on going in every day anyway or every day that you can. Yes. So if it's a Tuesday, Thursday or Saturday, we're in the sea. And uh, it. If the, if the weather is crazy wind and snow or rain or hailing, frozen sea, it doesn't or matter. Christmas day or Christmas or, day, you know, we, we, we go in. We go in. And we have uh, participants in the group and they are coming now and they're saying, oh, is it frozen? Because they're, they're really like uh, looking forward to break the ice. But mm. we haven't have, uh, had frozen uh, sea until, you know, we haven't had it yet. But sometimes when they when we get down to uh, around um, zero degrees, then the sea is like a slushy. Mm. So you walk in and it's like um, like an ice slushy walking in. <laughs> That's nice. We love it. But 
uh, I mean, we don't wear wetsuits, but what is important to say is we wear uh, shoes. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah. We wear um, neoprene shoes. And gloves. And we wear gloves. And we always have uh, uh, hats. Woolly hats. Yeah. And you also have this beautiful thing that we saw for the first time, um, which was like the, I don't know how you describe it. I know you have a name for it in Icelandic. It's like the top half of your traditional jumper and it's just the neck and the shoulders part and you wear mm -hmm. it over your togs and it keeps I suppose your upper chest and your neck warm so what is the mm -hmm. name for that it's it's knitted like a collar collar i suppose in england Color. yes yes, yes. we would yes. say in Icelandic. yes and it's usually knitted uh at home like the one that you have clara did you knit that yes yourself? yes yes and From we use wool. icelandic wool yes icelandic wool because it's warm even if it's wet right mm -hmm. and, so, and the quality of the icelandic much. wool is that it's a little bit water repellent so it doesn't absorb the water. So that's really, so when you come out of the water with the color around your neck, you're not going to be, it's not really heavy. So it's, you can just scrunch it and it's, you, it feels as if it's dry. So it keeps you yes. nice and warm. Yeah. Well, um, the other thing that I found absolutely amazing was the, um, the hot tub and the hot pool and the steam room which I think are provided by the local local authority, the local council or your equivalent. Um, and mm. they are actually in quite a lot of locations because, of course, you have the wonderful geothermal hot water. So that was that a part of all your lives growing up that you had this wonderful access to these amazing facilities, which we don't have at all unless you pay an awful lot of money in a very private exclusive club here? Yes, and it's not expensive. So compared to probably in the in Ireland, this is uh, we pay um, eight hundred Icelandic krona, which is uh, four pounds. Yeah, it's like five pounds maybe. <laughs> and uh, and then we have what is uh, really unique about Nautilusvik, uh, the geothermal beach, is that the um, hot water that is used in Reykjavik to heat the houses. When it has been used to heat all the houses in the, in the community, it's streamed into Nautilusvik, into this geothermal beach, and we use it for the hot tub. And then it's streamed into the sea. So the lagoon area um, of Nautilusvik, or the geothermal beach, is where the uh, temperature of the sea is slightly warmer because you have all that water being streamed out into the sea there. So... Um, so that really makes this uh, place quite unique, actually. And then tell me just about sea swimming itself in Iceland, as in, you know, you mentioned there that in the summer you can swim for a few kilometres. Is that quite popular in Iceland, like distance swimming? Uh, there, it's a, there is a small community that does that, a small group of people. So uh, more, mostly people are dipping or going for a few minutes like we do in our, our group. But there is a community of swimmers, long distance swimmers, and there are, there are a few events in Iceland that are very interesting for people that would like to do some swimming. Uh, and we have, uh, for example, in the geothermal beach area, we swim across the bay. 
and that's uh, 950 meters both ways. And then there's another swim that is usually held in end of July, around that time when the sea temperature is slightly higher, and that's uh, swimming from uh, Reykjavik Harbor over to Viðey, which is a small island uh, in the bay of uh, Faxaflói. And uh, then there's another swim in the west of Iceland, where and the swim is across a fjord, and that's a swim that is uh, 2.5 kilometers, and that's always the last weekend in August. And I yeah, yeah, and then there's a Drangeyjarsund. That's a very that's a challenging swim. That's six kilometers from uh, an island rock out in a fjord, and you swim from the rock over to shore. And that's a very historically um, famous swim here in Iceland. And only a few, I think maybe 20 people in total have completed that swim. And is the water temperature quite chilly then when you're, when you're swimming uh, in a glacier area? Is, you know, so in the, uh, in the West, that swim in the end of August, mm. uh, when I swam that two years ago, and then the sea was around 10 degrees. Okay, so that is that would be considered cold in in Irish terms. Yes, yes and it's not a timed swim. Oh, well, it's a timed swim, but it's not. Uh, you can wear uh, fins and you can wear a wetsuit. So uh, all of the swims uh, that I mentioned, you can really just decide how you how you want to be equipped for the swim. And there's only one swim that is in the East Country, and that's in uh, a lake a freshwater lake and that's uh, a timed swim and you only go in your um you don't go in wetsuits you go in your swimmers <laughs> and it's coming up to christmas now ladies and i was wondering will you have a little get together on the beach before christmas yes and will you exchange gifts or will you have a special little dance or will you do something special for christmas we already had our like a Christmas party uh, a week ago, where we uh, gathered and uh, and uh, we had a great time uh, one evening. And uh, then we uh, we have like uh, we do uh, always something little different. Uh, once a month, for example, we dig uh, somewhere else where we don't have the hot tub. And then we have a party the day before uh, New Year's Eve. And we always party during the day, you know. We dance and, uh, and play during the day. And we, on, on, like on New Year's Eve or the day before New Year's Eve, we are going to meet up at 11 or something. And then we're going to dress up. Uh, everybody dresses up uh, how they want to. And also the day before Christmas, then we will also uh, dress up like Christmassy and uh, play with that. So we have a different, uh, we always have a different, um, uh, yeah, how do you say it? Yeah, we, we try to shit up, yes. Themes, right. And we, uh, we celebrate Christmas here in Iceland on the 24th. And uh, so the day before is our normal, so Saturday is our sea day for us. So we, on the 23rd, we are in the sea anyway. But on the 24th, we have an extra session in the morning at uh, 11 or at 10, or 10 maybe, yeah. 10 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And that's our Christmas bath. Because it's unthinkable to go into Christmas on the 24th without oh. having a sea. So 
We have an extra session on a Sunday, the 24th at 10, to go on the seat together. Isn't it, Clara? We have to meet on Christmas Day, right? Yes, yes, definitely. It's just unthinkable we to must. ring in Christmas without having been in the sea that day. <laughs> exactly. Okay. We do, we do but, the same here, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but I was thinking, because you asked if we knew each other, that's not the case with this group. We did not know each other before we met on the beach. I have never seen this girl before I saw them on the beach. Mm -hmm. So That's we did not know, and we do not know uh, what uh, any of the others are doing, you know, for work or something. We do not know that only a few, you know. I know a few ladies in the group, but not many. We are. How many are we, do you think? We are like 80, 70, 80. You know, uh, what combines yes. us is that we just love each other. Yes. We don't we do not know, need to know each other more. We just love each other. Exactly. <laughs> we and love to play together. Yes. And what is so amazing about the sea is that we all show up in our swimming costumes and we are not our job. We are not our education. We are not our status. There's, there's no status in the sea. We're all the same. And we love that so much. And it's your love of the sea that, that combines you. Yes, and exactly. Is, mm -hmm. Am I right in saying the translation of the group is happy together? Happy yes. are you. Yes. Yes. Happy happy together. You. yes. yes. Glad that means happy are you. All right. That's what, what, that's what happens when you go into the sea. You are you will be happier coming out. That's just that's uh, science shows us that that it's mm -hmm. an influx of happy hormones. So we we named it that. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining me today because it was absolutely wonderful to get a little insight into how other countries are, are doing it and especially uh, our nearest northern neighbors, Iceland. And there's only one letter between us and um, it was absolutely wonderful to join you there recently and I'm hoping that we can entice you down to West Cork for a trip and a dip in the sea with us. We would love can, that. Can I add something? Oh, sure. uh, I want to say uh, you did great when you visited us yes. without a ratchet in a really cold ocean and uh, it was great having you as a guest with us and we would really love to visit you. So. We are going to build a connection here. Absolutely. And we'd absolutely love to have you. I know loads of women and loads of listeners to the podcast would, will be down wherever we decide to go when you come over to meet you. And they'd love to see you. So thank you so much. And a happy Christmas from West Cork thank in you. Ireland to everyone thank in Reykjavik in the thank happy you year. Us. Happy Christmas to you too. Happy Christmas. Thanks for listening to the Southern Stars from A to C podcast series. This episode was produced and presented by Southern Star editor Siobhan Cronin and edited by me, Dylan Mangan. This is the ninth episode focusing on sea swimming. So if you enjoyed it, please be sure to check out our other eight episodes with people like long distance swimmer Ken O'Shea, four of the men behind the iconic fast net swim and the inspiring Pamela DC. For stories like this and more, visit southernstar.ie forward slash podcasts where you can swim through previous episodes and be sure to pick up a copy of this Thursday's newspaper in shops across West Cork or online via subscribe.southernstar.ie.
www.thinkandgrowthpodcast.ie. Please rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. And we'll be back again very soon. Thanks for listening.